So picture this. You've planned your entire 2024 trip to Italy for months. All of it, the big and the little details, like flights, accommodations, rental cars or train tickets, euros beforehand, securing an overseas phone plan, a practice run of how to roll your clothes to fit into a carry-on, learning a few phrases in Italian, and then, finally, your long flight lands. Yet, it seems to take hours lately to deboard the plane. Then you walk the endless corridors to finally reach the long line for passport control. At last, it's your turn. You walk up to the little booth and the handsome passport control officer says, Mescusa, where is your ATS visa, per favore? <laughs> if you didn't know about this new requirement for 2024, Sadly, your long plan trip is off to a rocky start. But that is why we are here. Welcome to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. Mi chiamo Kimberly Holcomb. E tu chiami? Tommaso. Oh, <laughs> io sono Tommaso. The passport dude. <laughs> Buongiorno. 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 We'd like to start this episode with a huge shout out to Sarah and her two best friends from Melbourne, Australia. Good eye, Sarah. <laughs> you even say Melbourne better than I do. Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> she sent me an email months ago thanking us for what we share in our podcast because, as she said, quote, we have planned our entire vacation from part of your epic road trip from 2021 episodes. She also added, this was my favorite, much to your chagrin, Kimberly, we can only go in August. <laughs> <laughs> so they've just returned and she sent some photos from their own epic road trip where they looked happy as could be. Hot, but happy. <laughs> A little sweaty. And the photos were also shot on film, which made it extra special to me. They still make film? Yes, they do. You can find it and the cameras. And I'd like to say that Sarah shared with me that she is 26 years old. So we are thrilled to know that a younger generation enjoys what Tommaso and I have to say. Thank you very much, Sarah. And her friends. And her friends. Her best mates. Her best mates. Uh, good eye, mates. Oh my God, we started a monster. All right. Actually, I received Sarah's email just yesterday. And then ironically, within an hour or so, I had three emails from people who also listen to our podcast as well. One asked for the name of the private boat driver I work with in Amalfi. Uh, the second one wanted the name of a villa in Tuscany that we had mentioned previously. And the third wanted a private tour guide for the Vatican. So that was just yesterday. I get these all the time uh, through email, Instagram, direct message, etc. So I take the time to respond politely and I explain that what we share on our podcast is for the taking. And again, I'm polite because I can't help myself, but I do take the time <laughs> and I spend the time doing it. But you know what I've never said is, I feel like saying it, is that everyone listens to our podcast without those annoying advertisements like most podcasts have. So there's that fact as well. And the reason I don't divulge the names of all the Italian colleagues I work with 
is solely because I save them for the clients who engage me to plan their trip. Exactly. And with 70 million people going to Italy, you want to have some space for your and clients. something special. Exactly. exactly. So I think it's straightforward to understand. And as I said, I reply to every single person that sends me these requests. Much to my chagrin. Oh, funny. <laughs> and out of the hundreds, and that's no exaggeration. Oh, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. No, no, right. no. Oh, Out yeah. of the hundreds that I've received, I have gotten exactly one reply. And this woman thanked me for explaining this and said she remains a fan of our podcast. And I saved that one lone email. Is it posted on your office wall like home sweet home? No. No, okay. But I'm sorry to have drawn on about this, but Tommaso and I want to clarify the purpose of our podcast we spend a lot of time laying out each episode, and our main focus is to keep it entertaining yet informative at the same time. And if someone likes what they hear and they can envision themselves having the same amazing time in Italy, then they can hire me to plan their trip. Va bene? Va bene. All right, let's get back to the Etias visa. We have some news and updates for you, but the one that is Pew importante. Isn't that funny? Funny. <laughs> I knew you'd think that. It's spelled P-I-U. Pew yeah. means more. Mm. Most more. Anyway, isn't that funny? I did the same thing the first time I heard it. Va bene. The molto, molto importante issue is the Atias visa. This stands for the European Travel Information and Authorization System. The acronym, luckily, they came up with one. <laughs> How does that sound in Italian? Oh, five times longer. <laughs> it's spelled E-T-I-A-S. I know that we mentioned this briefly before in a previous episode, but we want to reiterate the importance of it. Otherwise, that could be you in the situation I described in the intro. The main purpose of this visa is for security. We used to have to get visas all the time to go to France or Switzerland back in the day. And then all of a sudden, poof, poof it was done. It's nice to have your passport punched with that, that stamped with the exactly. nice stamps. Exactly. They do that upon entry once and that's about it. Right. But, but before the, you had to get yes. it. Yes. But the visa thing just went away for whatever reason. Yet now they're back. So... People from countries outside of the Schengen zone need to get an Atias visa to visit Italy starting in 2024. And we have also described what the Schengen zone is before, but just for a recap, or if, in case this is your first time hearing about it, the Schengen zone is simply the area that is made up of 27 European countries that all agreed to create a common entry and exit requirement in order to remove the need for internal borders. Remember those days, like if you went from, let's say, the top of Germany down to Italy, you had to stop at every single border. And if you were on a train, the guys would come on. It would take hours for them to enter every little cabin, stamp your passport, etc. So that would have been like a 12-hour train ride. Now it's probably six <laughs> because you can fly through the Schengen zone, either on the train or on the plane. And this... TIAS visa to Italy will let you travel to all the other Schengen zone countries as well. This visa will be valid for three years and I think the cost may be around $8. 
The website URL is the same as the name. Grazie Dio. Etiasvisa.com. <laughs> so that's simply E-T-I-A-S-Visa.com, as and they it, say in Italy. And if you think that's expensive, it's not. Oh, no. Chris Godfrey, the previous episode, we talked about flying to Italy on a private jet. Mm-hmm. I was chatting with him the other day on uh, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. and he was in Newark Airport. He had to fly back to Germany because the plane was going somewhere else, and his stand-in was coming. And it was $15 for a beer in Newark Airport. So it's less than half, it's oh. about half the cost of a beer <laughs> in Newark Airport. I was wondering where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cheap. Very good analogy. All right, back to the website. The application is not available on the site yet. However, it does list all the information you need. And if you scroll to the very bottom, you can fill out your name and email address to be notified when the applications will be ready online. So easy peasy and not nearly as time consuming as it used to be in the old days. Or as expensive as a beer. Right. Half a beer. Half a beer. Mini pint. (laughs) Also new in 2024 is a modern take on the old mode of transportation, terrain travel. Yes. (laughs) But revamped and re-envisioned by Italians. And you know what that means, Tommaso? Very sleek interiors designed by those who have inherited the good design gene from their ancestors. You know, the people that designed the Pantheon, the interior of the Uffizi. Just imagine what these trains will look like. I can't wait. It's going to be wonderful. It will. There will be trains that offer a leisurely and sustainable form of travel that will take you on what their website says, quote, a kinder and slower exploration across the country. These trains will be powered by renewable energy sources as well. So what's not to love about that? They will also offer a more luxurious option in old train cars from the 1920s and some from the 1960s that have been completely refurbished. I hope so. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) I was hoping for 1970s and have like the shagadelic type. No, 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 no. (laughs) Wall-to-wall shag. Oh, oh, that'd be, no. We say that because our house here had wall-to-wall shag. A long time ago. (laughs) Yes, we removed it. All right. I keep thinking about this train option being fabulous compared to a plane, for example, once you're inside the country. Sure. I mean, think about how many times you've been delayed on a plane, stuck on the tarmac for hours, then the bathrooms no longer function, there's no food. Lately, there's no good edible food on a plane anyway. And nor do they even allow you to... Get up, walk around, stretch your legs, all kinds of stuff. Well, well you can if you fight over three people to get out right. if you're on the and window seat. It's it's like one of our descriptions of flight mare. Yes. <laughs> this is train heaven right? as opposed to flight so, mare. Exactly. Just imagine if there was a delay on a train track in one of these new refurbished trains and you're in a sleeper cabin, which most of them are, you can stretch out on the bed or they have space between the bed and the little living area with a couple chairs. You can do some yoga or you can read in the chair, everything while having a glass of really good wine. Well, I remember the trip back from Luca to Milano uh, yes. right after Christmas. Yes. And that went along the coast up to La Spezia. We picked it up on the coast. Remember? Yes. Okay. 
It was just really pleasant. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's not even a sleeper car. You're just sort of looking at me like, where's this coming from? I'm just (laughs) trying to recreate what this wonderful train trip was. Exactly. It was totally fine. And we were just in the normal commuter train. It was lovely. So in summary... Let's go for There's it. There's no comparison. I'd rather be stuck on the train. I'd rather be stuck on the train. Absolutely. Another new offering in 2024. Well, actually, it's out now, but it will be a little more consistent in 2024. Is the fact that Train Italia, the national train service, has opened a nonstop direct high speed train from Rome to Pompeii. And as I mentioned, the schedule now is a little inconsistent, but I'm sure within a few months, they'll have many more options of time on their schedule. A fun fact about this new nonstop fast train from Rome to Pompeii is that for some reason, Stanford University in California developed an interactive map which shows that it would have taken ancient Romans over two days to trek the 184 miles from Rome to Pompeii. Two days? Would it take me about three and a half years? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. 184 miles. That's a forced march. But I'm assuming they were on horses and chariots, right? I'm, I'm assuming they didn't stop at any local bars. <laughs> anyway, now with the new train, you can get there in one hour and 57 minutes. Wow. Right? That's pretty fast. And here's the thing. Pompeii is, it's remarkable in every sense. However, it can be overwhelming just in the terms of its vastness, its enormous open air site, and it can be quite crowded. And in my opinion, Pompeii is really the one place you need a tour guide. If you're not a tour type person, fine, but there's only so much you can read, retain about Pompeii and be able to know it while you're there, or, I mean, while you're there to tr- tr- close your eyes and try and experience exactly. it. Exactly. So I highly recommend that you get a small tour, private. Try not to get in a big group tour with 20 other people because you really need to hear the words coming out of this tour guide's mouth of what you're standing on. And I have said that a lot, but in this case, what you're standing on in Pompeii is amazing. So this High-speed train from Rome is indeed fantastic because it will allow direct access from Rome straight to Pompeii without the hassle of switching to the local little commuter train in Napoli to get to Pompeii, or most people don't want to do that, so they'd pay a lot of money for a taxi driver or a private driver to drive them the short distance to Pompeii. So it's That's the upside. The downside is maybe too many people will go and it could even be more crowded. But Adiamo, I think it might, that means we'll see. I think it might find its stride and it will work out for the better. Well, you know, it's just so different than we think about trains in this country. Correct. Amtrak, the old Amtrak was like the the horse and buggy heading up from New York City to Boston. (laughs) And now Acela still has to slow down at a lot of locations. Yeah. But- it is a wonderful experience. In Italy, it in really Italy is. In Italy and Switzerland France. and France and yep. Germany. <laughs> on and on. On and on. Okay, let's go back. All right. Now, we'd like to share with you a funny um, tidbit about what the Italians are doing during their crazy 
busy summer. They're getting the hell out of Italy. <laughs> 70 million people. Uh, right? On tourists. the Amo. <laughs> yeah, and we're all tourists. So we read about this a month or so ago, but also my Italian friends are telling me the same thing. They're, they're echoing the same mindset. Italy is too crowded with tourists from the rest of the world. So they want to go somewhere and enjoy their own summer vacation. And a lot of them are choosing Albania. Albania is a quick flight from Italy or a quick ferry ride from the East Coast. And I'll jump straight to the funny part of this. Albanians have a new joke passing through the southern part of the country this summer. But the joke is partly due to the influx of Italians who are flocking there to beat the crowds in the motherland. (laughs) The the restaurants in the south, and this is most specifically in the coastal town called Saranda. It's close to the Greek border, actually. This resort town, not resort town, I should say coastal town, is running out of food at their restaurants. So when a bunch of tourists get seated at a table in Saranda, the waiters say, Quote, the Italians have eaten everything because Italy is occupying us again, (laughs) but this time for good. And that reference is, of course, to World War II when Mussolini occupied Albania for a couple years. So it's you don't think of Italians eating too much that one sitting they never have seconds, etc. But when they go somewhere, they want to eat well. Right. So maybe they kept ordering and ordering until they found something they liked. Well, you know, it could have also been that the Albanians weren't quite ready for the influx. No, they weren't prepared at all. I mean, Albania is the new Croatia. (laughs) It probably is, actually. Yep. Sun, sand, and swimming. I think it's the new frontier for Italians. And most importantly, it offers some of the things Italians love most during the summer months. Sun sand, and swimming. I just said that two seconds ago because you put that in my notes here, and I'm sorry if I jumped the gun on it. I didn't even notice. All right, let's get back to the rest of the Italians that work in the hospitality industry and cannot take vacation to Albania right now. These are the people that I work with who make my clients' trips so uniquely special, and they just keep plugging away during the very long, very crowded end this year, again, very hot tour season. But they all have the same goal, and that is to make every single tourist fall in love with Bellitalia. And these, I think, are the people we really need to be grateful for and grateful to. So please keep that in mind while your very busy waiter is trying to deliver you an Aperol spritz in a somewhat timely manner. Yeah, don't be the ugly tourist. Be the good tourist. Anyway, I just want to get and jump in here and say thank you again for listening to our podcast episodes week after week. Um, I'm a numbers guy, and the analytics of our podcast captivate me because it's so interesting to see what the reach is around the entire globe. 3,700 cities in the past 90 days around the world. Wow, that's cool. uh, Yeah, that's very cool. And from our little island of Jamestown all the way to the Mauritius Islands, I mean, it's, it's, it's very interesting to see. A little shout out to my friends in Australia. Good eye. Because <laughs> you keep winning. Here the top, we go again. You keep winning the top slot every week. Sydney and Melbourne, you shift back and forth. And they then, listen the most. And also tucked right in there coming up fast is Perth. I mean, who would have thought of Perth? 
My friend Adam lives in Perth and he was in uh, highlighted in our episode last week. And just coming up in the next month is the uh, 40th anniversary. Of the America's Cup. Of the America's Cup. So if John Bertram, if you're listening to this, hi. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Can I finish by saying the one the one thing that's perfectly clear, the common denominator of all of this is that the love of Italy runs deep throughout the world. See? See? Grazie mille. Okay. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.